We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You want to pop in here for a couple minutes? I can say hello to you. Mr. Wanstead. Dave Wanstead. You guys are sick. I'll tell you what. NFL head coach for 11 years. The Bears came in here and Dave Wanstead. There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight. Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wanstead. One of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Shane. Wake up. Spiggs is here. Come on, we got to have a look. Yeah, Spiggs is here. It's a special occasion. <laughs> Tanny, we got to have another little taste because Spiggs is here. Huh? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Celebration, <laughs> Coach. That <laughs> happens once a month. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Right. Oh, miss something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> oh, if you're feeling bad about the Bulls not making a move or the Bears not being in the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be, open up a cocktail. Pour yourself a cocktail, open up a beer, whatever you do with your drinks. Hey, Shane, they do have cocktails with screw tops. You can yeah. buy them. That's what he meant. Yeah. Open Why did you say Shane right away? Because you were shaking your head at Danny, so disappointed in the phrasing. I just open get, up a cocktail, man. I, I get so pam- <laughs> uh, pampered around here. Just Shane's pouring my drinks. I, know. I forget how it happened. You haven't had to open your own cocktail in months. <laughs> it's been a while. You guys get these drinks uh, every other day of the week? Uh, no. no. We, we really only drink with you. You're the one. Coach. You're the only excuse we have to drink. <laughs> on this show. And Wani, there hasn't been any Bradshaw bourbon this way in a you know while. What? I am disappointed. I got to get a hold of my man Terry or we're going to have to start uh, kind of begging a little bit here on the radio. Somebody that's oh, wow. out there it's a big uh, liquor distributor come up with something. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Can't really do that though because it's kind of illegal <laughs> but we can of, allude to it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think Dave is right. Hey, I, I coached at Miami. I, 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 I've, broke, I've broken a few roles. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, was Sean McCoy and choose Pitt because he just loved the dorms, okay? <laughs> you guys were name, image, and likeness way before it even began. Way before, Coach. <laughs> guy called me once with Shady, right? I think the guy is GM down at, uh, I think it was a Red, Red Lobster there in Pittsburgh. Oh, God. He texted me, he says, Coach, uh, Sean McCoy's here. He just... Uh, He's picking up the tab for like nine offensive linemen. Is that okay? Is this all good? I says, is, is there no alcohol involved? This or he says, oh no, no alcohol. I said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out how to deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, please, yeah, no one's no, no one's gonna get arrested on the way home. We're good. Looking in the black book <laughs> under boosters. Let's see. <laughs> so how does that? So, so the Red Lobster. Shady McCoy. You just you just you just have an a, an account. You you just send over your credit card. Who who uh, the guy just takes care of the tab. Who takes care of Shady's dinner? Shady took care of it. Oh, oh I don't know who was taking care of Shady. No, no, it's head coach. You don't get involved. It's probably those guys at social furniture. I see. Yeah. Shady, <laughs> right? Shady's 
he's a TV star now. I uh... right, right, right. Oh, I know, but he wasn't then. No, but yeah. no, back then he was a football player. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that yeah. he was. That he, he was a that, prof- and he loved it. I mean, I don't know if he got much done at school, but he loved <laughs> practice. He was electric, man. <laughs> you was. had you had one of the absolute greats right there. And, and his best comment, I don't know if I've talked about this, the Notre Dame game, the four, you know, the triple four overtime game, right? Uh-huh. Longest game in Notre Dame history up there. Uh, we're we're close to kicking a field goal. They missed there, so we're going back and forth, back and forth. Okay, so they missed there, so now we get the ball, we drive down, and we needed uh, two, three yards. So our favorite play, we ran, we called thirty six power. Okay, double down, kick out, and that and that tailback. So I called timeout and I said, Shady, we're gonna come thirty six power. I said, you run that thing, you push that thing, with everything you got up between the center and the guard. I said, there ain't gonna be much there. Okay, huh. I'm just telling you, but you got to push it for two yards. I got you, coach. I got you. Okay, we break the doom. They go out. They run the play. He takes two steps and starts running to the damn sideline. Okay, mm-hmm. comes up, circles everybody. The safety comes up. He, you know, fakes him out. He misses. He runs down to about 10, 15 yard line. We kick the field goal. We win. After the game, I said, What the hell? I said, 36 bar. Why did you run out there? He says, Coach, nobody was out there. Right, that's what the great ones do. That's right? the, the confidence aim. that I'll get there before them. Thanks. Why I know did how you, fast Shady, I am. was thirty-six power. I just thought, why did you run out there, <laughs> Coach? There was nobody out there. No, he made that decision in one step. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I mean. He was in college when I was in college, and he destroyed. He did, right? Oh, my God. Syracuse had white linebackers. Yeah. Like, it was, it was <laughs> no it, shot. It was no chance. I think the one, I think we gave gave you a double dose. I think the one game, we had Shady go over 100 and LaRod Stevens. Little LaRod Stevens, he made the Pro Bowl as a Stevens a kick, Howling, right? Yep, as yeah. a kick returner sure. for the Arizona Cardinals. Dave, you honestly could have averaged four yards a carry <laughs> against that Greg Robinson defense. Okay, it was it was putrid. Hey, uh, Dave, we had a great moment the other day when Derek Johnson, the former Chiefs linebacker, was in here, and he yep. was talking about scout team versus the Chiefs defense in 2017. And Pat Mahomes is the quarterback on the Chiefs scout team, while Derek Johnson is the middle linebacker. And he said that several times along the way, he was yelling at Pat, like, stop extending the play. Oh. <laughs> like, w- w- this is supposed to be for us. Yes. And I oh, thought yeah. that was fascinating because scout team, scout team quarterback is just supposed to be out there pretending he's the quarterback for who you're playing. Yep. And the defense is supposed to be getting the help. But Mahomes, as a rookie, being stashed, is working on his game. Is that... That, that is that something he happen. wasn't supposed to do? A hundred percent. No, we you make the card. And I used to get, you know, and I would take all the cards as a defense coordinator. I'm making the team card. So I would make the cards up and I would circle. This is what, so I'd go in the huddle. I spent more time with the scout team than I did on a defense. Seriously. Scout offensive team. Yeah, scout sure. Because I wanted the plays to be exact because it's, you know, everybody kind of runs stuff a little bit different. So I would go in the huddle and this is the thing. Everybody know who they're going to block. This is where I want the ball thrown. Okay, don't throw the ball to their third receiver. Throw the ball to Jerry Rice, okay? Because he's going to get it in about two days, okay, or or whoever. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, this is the guy that gets the ball on this play. So I can I can appreciate uh, what he's talking about. It here. seems like the balance between letting a young quarterback learn and play and develop and really doing your job as the scout team. When you're stashing a guy for a year like Matt Nagy tried to do here, 
You know, or actually John Fox tried to do here with Mitch and stash him. Or last year, Matt Nagy tried to do it with Fields. Right. How can you stash somebody if you're not really letting them play even when they do scout team in practice? No, it's very, very difficult. But but somebody has to do it. You know, that's that's the problem. Somebody has to do it. And, um, um, you know, hey, I told I, I was, you know, thinking Super Bowl stories. How about this? So we're out in uh, getting ready. We're going to play uh, the Super Bowl. And, and we wanted we were adamant that we were going to stay on our normal schedule where our normal schedule that's why i love the eagles we'll get into that later because i they're, they're my mentality they're tough they're physical offense defense run the ball so we wednesday of super bowl week now okay wednesday we're out there in la at ucla practicing and uh we're having team period and guys rotate in everybody's got to get everybody a break when you're on the scout teams that's big like we're talking so John Madden and Pat Summerall come to practice. They're going to do the game. They were at Kansas City yes, the day before. Now they're at our practice. They're standing behind Jimmy Johnson and myself, and Emmett jumps in, and the veteran guys would do that. Jason Taylor would cover a kickoff as a scout team guy. He mm-hmm. says, Coach, I need to get some running in. And he would say, and I'd say, you know, we're going to do special teams, scout kickoff coverage. Coach, I'll do it. And the, I mean, and the good junior sale was the best. He would play all scout team. I mean, and and I tell you what, it's amazing how that will will kind of ignite the whole team. And all of a sudden, these guys that think they've they've made it, they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So Emmett Smith jumps in at running back. So we're running a fake uh, toss play that the Buffalo Bills ran with Thurman Thomas, who was their tailback at the time, and uh, Kenny Norton, our middle linebacker. He runs through. And he hits Emmett <laughs> and butts him up. And Emmett, the ball goes one way, oh mouthpiece the other way. And John Madden turns to Jimmy and says, well, I know who's going to win this game Sunday. <laughs> wow. But we just stayed, you know, with it. But the point was Emmett Smith was taking the scout team running back play. Because he was into it. Because he was into it. And he was just trying to stay involved and stay going and stand around for 30 minutes. And Ken Norton hits him because he's into it. Kenny Norton's doing his job. Yeah. So it, it was hilarious and uh but anyway, that's uh, that's a practice. Uh, yeah, that's a scout team story right there. That's a hell of a scout team story. It would be tough if uh, Emmett would have got hurt on that story. But that's the yeah. We don't, you can't worry about that stuff. No, I know that's just for us talk show hosts. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's for yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. For us, you don't narps. get yeah. you don't get physical uh, in pregame warmups. You know, I, I learned that a long time ago. You got to talk it, you got to practice it, and you got to back it up. You know, with what you do every day. That's the teams that are physical, and that's that's Bill Belichick. That's why New England won. They never changed their routine during the Super Bowl. Never. I mean, mm. they were pads. They they strapped it on, and they they did it just like it would be in the in, in regular season. So you said last week at the end of your visit to remind you of a story mm. to, to tell on the air. I, I remember what the prompt was. It was of a draft trade where the team told you that they were going to take somebody. Oh yeah, but they but then they they backed out, and you ended up drafting a guy for another team who you didn't want to draft. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's because uh, we were talking we were talking about hypotheticals for Ryan Poles, and can he trade down and not know who's going to be there and that sort of thing. And you said that one time you guys drafted a player for another team, and then they kind of backed out of the deal. Uh, yes, yes, it, it was Detroit, and if you look up that draft, the, the, the player was Calvin. Calvin Pritchard, he was a defensive line from Mississippi State. And we were making a deal with Detroit. They were going to come up and take our pick. We were going to move down, obviously, and get some extra picks. 
And we were on the clock, and I remember and I'm sitting there, and Jimmy's talking to Wayne Fonts, and he's saying, Wayne, do we have a deal? And Wayne says, we got a deal. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Ford at the time walks in, and the general manager, and Wayne says, oh, Jimmy, we, we got a discussion here. And the clock now, we are like under a minute. It's and if a, the clock expires, the next team we, can just make the we, pick. We, it happened we, to the Vikings. Remember, it happened yeah, to the Vikings in round one. But we would lose our pick. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So Jimmy says, I'll tell you what. He says, Wayne, give me your word that, that we got a deal, and I'll draft your guy. <laughs> now, all the Cowboy fans are sitting there. They think we're going to take Alvin Harper, I think, maybe, or whoever we took, you know. Yeah. Every, whatever we needed. We didn't need defensive linemen. Well, yeah, because you, you had... We had a bunch. Yeah. Russell Maryland yeah, already. We, we right? had all those guys. You yeah, know. you had just drafted you just Russell drafted Maryland, Maryland that year. You yeah. had so, so we're sitting there, and so it, we. Jimmy says, who are you going to draft? And Wayne says, Pritchard. So Jimmy says, turn in Pritchard. And everybody in our draft room is like, if you weren't you know, right there listening to this conversation, you thought Jimmy had lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. So we, we turn in the card, and they read it off. Dallas Cowboys draft Calvin Pritchard. Defensive lineman from Mississippi State. And you can imagine all the draft rooms and parties around Dallas, Texas. Hmm. Everyone's right? panicking. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, and and then as soon as it was over, Mr. Ford came in, and we made the swap, and we got everything worked on. But, uh, you know, we weren't going to lose. I mean, yeah, you're right. If we sit there, you know, uh, Jimmy wanted the extra picks, and he was willing to trust Wayne and, and do a deal and take a chance. And so that's ownership, though, meddling. Yeah, well, that, and that tells you, too, how much the power that Jimmy had, you know what I mean, to, to do that type of stuff without a general manager getting involved and without a head coach or a owner getting involved at that time. Jim, at, right, at, that, that, at, that, that, that doesn't time. happen. That, Jim, that never happens Jimmy today. Johnson, yeah. the GM, better than Jimmy Johnson, the coach. I agree. Right? I agree. Dan, I mean, Dan, the, Dan Pompey wrote a great story, and Dan told me when Jimmy was, you know, getting turned on for the Hall of Fame, getting turned on like we were talking about – Hester, earlier you guys were, uh, you know, Dan Pompey wrote a great story and that Jimmy Johnson should get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, we made more trades the first year to Dallas Cowboys than the whole NFL made in the last five. In the last five years, hmm. we did more in one year. How, how did he come up with the draft value chart? Yeah, I'm going to get that chart sometime. We'll talk about it between here and the draft, and we'll try to get Jimmy on. He, he He'll... He may do it, you know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> you keep teasing me. Come well, on, Jimmy. I, 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 Jimmy's a big fish. Well, like you guys go fishing for big fish. Jimmy's the biggest is, fish you go is, for. This is a late time in the day for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's five o'clock down here, guys. I understand. It's five o'clock early where yeah, Jimmy yeah. is. Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Jimmy's ready to go. Let's yeah, we'll tape he's it. Getting on the boat. We'll tape it go. early. He's yeah. getting on the boat. Absolutely. We could, we could tape it early. What do you think about uh, Hester not getting into the Hall of Fame? Um, I'm, I'm reporting it. It hasn't come out, you know, officially, but he, he will not be getting in tonight. Well, I always look at these Hall of Fame guys. Hopefully, Zach Thomas gets in. You know, I got a good feel about him getting in. But uh, hmm. I uh, – He was a great middle linebacker for you in great, Miami. Great middle linebacker. Sure was. And uh, did it all. Never came off the field. But anyway, he uh, – Hester, you know, you look at these Hall of Fame players, and right now, is it getting a little bit watered down maybe with players and coaches? Maybe. Maybe. But I think you look at the player and say, did he make a difference, not just in his team, but did he make an impact on the National Football League? And I think Hester did. I mean, you know, it, it you know, teams would not kick the football to him because they were scared. You know, if it was a running back and you were afraid to get him the ball, because mm. you know, or a receiver, don't throw him the ball. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, he was that type of a 
impact player, regardless of he, if it was the Super Bowl team running that one back against Indy or the opening game of the season. Everybody in the National Football League respected and treated Hester, Devin Hester the yeah. same. You know what I mean? That he was that big of a threat. And plus, he was a Miami guy, you know? Come well, on. Well, there's a, there's a truth about Devin that doesn't get said very often. I don't know if it's in the mind of voters at all, but who do you play for at Miami? Dennis Erickson? Is yeah. it after you guys? Yeah, probably Dennis or Butch. Dennis, or, Dennis or, or Butch Davis. So, and they couldn't find a position for him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so fast and skills, but they tried him at wide receiver, tried him at DB. Here with the Bears, tried him at wide receiver, didn't really work. Tried him at DB a little bit with the Bears, too. Didn't really work. So, undeniably, the greatest returner ever. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but as a football player, didn't quite maximize right. in terms of finding a spot on either side of every down play. How many years has he been up for no. Two. Two. This is his second Two. year. Second, second year. year as a finalist. Right, but that, that's a truth about Devin that yeah. doesn't get talked about. Absolutely. No, and, and there, there's something to that, I guess, you know? I yeah, mean, uh, maybe in the minds of some voters. <clears throat> I don't exactly. know. Exactly, yep. Yeah, you got your marks all over there. Zach Thomas, uh, Revis. Revis will get in tonight, Yep, I'm sure. Yep. Pit, pit guy. You know he was that? Did you know Revis was capable of being yeah. one-on-one against any wide receiver in the NFL for eight, nine years? When, when, when I had him at Pitt... The first, the first practice when he came out and put his hands on a receiver, and I had Coach Pat Sertan, you know Sertain, I call him Pat Sertain, and he was the most physical corner that I've ever been around. He was, he was a Pro Bowler. Pat Sertain, senior, you had him senior, in Miami. You know, he was a great player, great player, and physical. And when I came to Pitt and saw Darrell Rivas, and he got lined up against a receiver, and his arm strength and and quickness, uh, tackle. You know, when when Darrell was a senior in high school at Aliquippa High School, Coach Ditka's high school, okay, he uh, they were in a championship game and he scored t- five touchdowns five different ways. Uh, we talk about Hester. Yeah. <laughs> Darrell intercepted a pass, and I'm probably going to miss something here. He, he got one as a receiver. I think he got a punt return, a kickoff return, and – Got one as a runner, and, like and, and maybe a tailback or something. Five you know? ways, though, yeah, intercept or, or a fumble, yeah, or something, you know. But wow. uh, scored five different ways in a in a state championship game. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good. That, <laughs> you know, I mean, I re- he he's the best. I mean, Dion was my favorite when I was a kid, but Darrell Reeves is the best cornerback I've ever seen. Like his prime. Yeah, I remember when the Reeves Island was becoming a thing, and it was like Andre Johnson would have eight catches for 120 yards. That he would play, Darrell Reeves was like, one catch, 11 yards. Mm-hmm. There's like, Chad Johnson would have like, nine catches for 115 yards. Then he would play Darrell Reeves, two catches, 14 yards. Like, he had a run there of a couple of years where like, yep. nobody had a 100-yard game against him. He followed receivers on both sides of the field. Yep. What man, Man-to-man, lockdown corner. And with the value of the corner now, I yeah. bet he's a no-brainer he, first ballot. Uh, I, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he's I mean he's the one way of the, they talk he's about arguably positions. the best cornerback in the history of football. Yeah, he's awesome because he was complete. You know, he yeah. was some of these guys. You know, will tell you that I'm not going to tackle anybody. I mean, I told Darrell when we were talking because uh, <clears throat> we had him at Tampa the one year I was with the Bucks. He was with us here and he wasn't healthy. And I said, Darrell, you could go to safety and probably play five more years huh. with, with your smarts, football awareness. And, and the one thing, yeah, for, I don't have for, a source on that. Speaks, but he's getting in tonight. But any, any, anybody that uh, that that plays football or coaches football that might be listening, this this was a heck of a coaching point. And and Darrell told me this. I said, "How the hell do you get that many you know interceptions and stuff?" And he says, "Coach, he says the difference between me and most defensive backs 
well, most defensive backs are covering a guy and they're trying to knock the ball down or trying to cover him. And, you know, ultimately they, they'd like to get an interception. And <clears throat> he says, not me. He says, I'm covering the guy. And the minute the ball's in the air, I'm playing receiver. Mm. I'm going to catch the ball. Yeah. And just that mind, just if you just think about that mindset, I ain't covering him to try to knock it down or he ain't trying to do it. He's going, he wants the football. You know, and just that aggressive mentality. I mean, and he said that to me, and I and I used that in coaching for ten years after that. Wow. Said, hey, don't go out there and just worry about trying to knock the ball down or or hope that the quarterback throws away because you you want the ball. That ball's in the air; it's yours. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. You learning from a player, and it reminds us of so many conversations we have with Jalen Johnson about whether you think about it like a cover man or think about it like a guy what going for the what ball. Did, what did he say? I'm just curious. I, he was actually mostly on the other side. Well, yeah, he, he was saying he thinks that he probably needs more to hey. like bait guys into throwing his way because he just he, he doesn't get targeted. Well, you, He's like, I just want to cover him well, you and got, take him out of the game. You got him now. Now you come back. We'll share that. We'll share that for Revis. With what Revis said. Revis said he was a receiver. Yeah. He wanted the ball mentality. That's good for, stuff. Well, yep. we want your thoughts on this Super Bowl. We're expecting to hear from the Bulls general manager in about 25 minutes, but uh, you said you liked Philly, and you said you got specific matchup reasons why. We're going to hear from Dave Wanstead on that next on The Score. Dave Wanstead. And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. Uh... With Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. All right, 10 more minutes with Dave Wanstead. Then we're going to hopefully hear from Arturis Karnishvis on why there was no moves in either direction for the Bulls. We'll hear that live from Brooklyn. Uh, you said, Dave, that you like Philly in the Super Bowl. What's the reason why? I, I do. You know, this is an interest. I mean, in my mind, thinking it's the old school uh, versus the new modern razzle-dazzle. I mean, that's this the this is the matchup this week. Interesting. And the thing that I am going to be anxious to see, as we know, Philadelphia, let's talk about their offense. They are the best in the league. I mean, one of the best in the league running the ball, but they're also best in the league in third down and manageable. Okay. Yeah, but they're the best but, running team in the league. But they got to be manageable third down. So, to me, most teams just say, oh, third down is going to be critical. Not in this game for the Eagles. To me, it's first and second down. They have got to make some yards then. But here's what Kansas City likes to do on defense. You will see. They like to bring that safety down in the box versus run teams. They're going to play, which means you're going to be one-on-one on the outside. The biggest matchup for the biggest thing I think that the Eagles got to do to win this game is Jalen Hurts is going to have to make some throws one-on-one on, one on the outside to Devontae Smith and to A.J. Brown. That's the deal there. Um, you know, just because they're going to force him to do it. They're going to force him to do it. I agree with um, <clears throat> Danny's aside of interesting in terms of the old school versus new school because it's weird to think about it that way because Philly can throw the ball. They really can throw the ball, but it's built off the running game, right, mm -hmm. which is the obvious. Well, it's also a lot of zone reads, though. It's not like a conventional running game. For sure, but but it's the modern run game. Right, it's the right. modern run game. But it's also most applicable to the Bears in terms of Hurts being like Fields, at least so far with what Getze has done. 100%. So what do they do? How do they have an explosive passing game as the running first team that they are? Because that's what we should be watching. What do they do that's ingenious in terms of Sirianni and that offense? 
go sign or draft really good wide receivers. <laughs> no, I mean they got a they got a first rounder and they got a, yeah. a pro bowler and AJ Brown. They got, so those short throws turn into long games. And they got a tight end that really isn't far behind Kelsey. I mean this Goddard kid who yep. filled it up Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Yep. This guy, if you're not covering him, he can beat you himself. Okay, so so they have weapons. And Jalen Hurts has options. Okay, so it's um, so if you're going to run like that, you got to have great weapons. Yeah, and and I think all you can ask for if you if we had Dan Marino sitting here now and we said Dan, you're going to have one on one coverage, seventy five or eighty percent of this game, he would laugh at us and say, we got this one. You know, order yeah. my ring size. I mean, <laughs> I mean, truly, I mean, the great quarterbacks would do that. Aaron Rodgers would tell you that. You know, you got A.G. Brown, and you got him, and you got one-on-one coverage. And got- the run game enables you to have that one-on-one coverage? Yes, that's the key. By by getting in a defense yeah. where it's not a secret that they're going to be one-on-one out there, your quarterback's got to make plays. That's what's going to be the difference. That was the question mark, and, you know, that's why. And I love Jalen Hurts. I, I I tell you what, this kid has overcome more than, than any player in this Super Bowl. I promise you. I mean, being benched. Basically, at Alabama, saying you're not good enough by Nick Saban, uh, and then saying I want I'll work on my game. And Nick tells this great story of him staying after at night. And then when you're getting ready to get drafted two years ago, the pro scout saying, "Well, the first question they asked him, will you be willing to play running back? Will you be willing to play receiver in the NFL?" And for him to overcome all that and be mentally strong enough, I think there's more to this kid than we've seen. I think he's very impressive. There's, I mean, incredibly likable and all the intangibles. What I love about this matchup is, and it's why I bet the over uh, at, at 49 and a half. It's now higher than that since the 50s. But, like, I don't think the Chiefs all year have seen a running team like Philly. They played San Francisco, but San Francisco was banked up. It was McCaffrey's first game. And the Eagles haven't seen a passing attack like the Chiefs have like, and when they did, when they saw good offenses this year, they gave up thirty-five to the Lions. They gave up, they gave up thirty-three to Green Bay. Green Bay was not, but they, but obviously Aaron Rodgers right. is a good quarterback. Right. They gave up thirty-four to Dallas. Dak had three hundred fifty passing yards in one of one of their two games, and the rest of their games, I mean, they kicked the crap out of people. But you just look at the teams. It's the Vikings, the Commanders, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Steelers, they the Texans. Yet. The, and they haven't really – but when they've played good quarterbacks yeah. or good passing attacks – Given up a lot. They've given up a lot and had to win high-scoring games. And so I I just – but the, whereas the Chiefs have been – they've had to play Buffalo no. and Cincy and like the good and, – and Herbert, like the good quarterbacks – but they haven't been faced with like a real pound you football, uh, running team. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in, yeah. this, in this game. Yeah, You're, that's a great point. I agree. The competition, that's probably the only thing that concerns me in this game. I bit. mean, when's the Is, last time Philly was tested? Philly hasn't been tested like, like uh, obviously, like Kansas City has. But I'll tell you what. Dallas look, towards it, the end of the year. Dallas you, with three weeks to go in the season. When, when you look at this closer, the way that the Eagles will rush the passer in that – how are you going to help your quarterback a little bit? Uh, and you're going to help your quarterback with the tight end and running back. Well, I don't know if Kansas City can afford to have Jason Kelsey in there banging around helping on pass protection. He needs to be out Travis, there. Right? Travis. Or Travis Kelsey. He needs to be out there. Right. So I, I think that's an, oh, adva- that's an advantage right there for Philadelphia. If you could pick one Kelsey – 
to give Justin Fields? You taking Jason or Travis? Um, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good question. God, how can you not take uh, Travis? Travis, you know? Because Jason, I, I feel like Jason is one of those special ba- centers, a leader and badass, and can pull and he is, lead. Coach, he is a badass player. Right? This guy, they, when they pulled him in that San Francisco game, I was amazed. I mean, he he was out there like a fullback. Uh-huh. And uh that offensive line for Philadelphia, Kansas City hasn't seen it. I'll tell you I'll tell you what they gotta do though. They they gotta move big Chris Jones inside, let him play tackle, and just let him get in the backfield as much as he can. Hmm. If he does that, how do you I know how you stop an option team. You stop a quarterback read team by getting penetration and throwing the timing off. Huh. That's what they have to do. There you go. I, I, I we'll have time before the draft, but I want to find Justin Fields his Jason Kelsey. I think it's massively important. Somebody who's a badass and a leader and can pull if need be, can do all those things. And there's some guys out there in this draft that might be that. Might be. Let's talk about the other side. And and people, this is kind of interesting, you know. Uh, you say the the Eagles are gonna they they can play the the advantage of rushing four and that's all I did for the most part my whole career, but you say what's the advantage of that? Well, you you have to have good pass rushers, which they do, best in the league. Okay, with that being said, that gives you an opportunity on the back end to play two deep zone, two deep man, four deep zone, four deep man, one deep. You can do whatever. You can double guys. You can do whatever you want back there if you can get pressure with four. So they're going to have a good plan, I think. For that's why Danny, I don't think it'll be fifty points scored between the two. That's just my opinion. Okay, I'm, 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 I haven't given my score oh, yet, but I will. Bet? But I will give you a. I, yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Forty nine and a half over under. That's fine. I'll what, take the over. You know, bottle I'll, of wine. You I'll and t- me. I'll tell you my score. You can add it up, and we'll go from there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll Dave, have the, you paid off any of your bottle of wine bets yet? Coach, I, if I paid off, I sh- why we. Trying to solicit sponsors on the air. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> for what Danny owes me, I should just be oh, talking oh, across. What I, what I, owe I should you, be talking I've across brought, the book. I've brought in bottles of wine. I should uh, be just talking across the desk. You, you bring in the stuff that Bradshaw gives you for free. One uh, time a year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Shane. All right. Please. So you got the Eagles in a low scoring game. Huh. I got the I, you got the Eagles in a lower yeah. scoring game. I got the Chiefs in a higher scoring Here's game. Gonna, the Chiefs are gonna win if they do one thing. All right. Be balanced and run Pacheco. They got to run the football and be balanced. Seventh round draft pick. Rutgers. Greg right. Schiano. Okay, but if they don't run the football and Number they 10. think they're going to win this game just by dropping <laughs> back and throwing it, uh, Eagles definitely win. That's what. That's the matchup there that they have to be. They got to force the Eagles defense to play run and pass. That's how they. That's what they got to do. Say hello to the gig that we got you. What are you guys doing? You're, you're shortchanging we're, we're, me here we're, now. We're shortchanging you because we got to listen to the Bulls general manager okay. explain nothing. Well, that's, imp- that's a hell of a lot more important to me. No, no it, it isn't. It's, it's, it's honestly. No, no, it is. It is. It's it's not. Not. We're not happy about it. Because no one thinks that I, Shane, you know, he's Shane's wanting to take my money. Wow. Jeez. What are you doing, Shane? Well, what he, he money am like I trying to bet. take? My bets. You're talking about my uh, bets. I got you on the bets. You're, you're... 20, let me give you my score. No. When, yes. When, yes. Score? When's the score? Shane, when do you have the guys coming on to pick just, predict? Just, just, tomorrow, just... 3 o'clock. Okay. Do I, you want me to wait till then, or can I give my can, prediction? No, you can join us tomorrow. Sure. I'll call you tomorrow well, between 3 and 3.30. I don't know if I'll be available. So. <laughs> he might be doing something. <laughs> uh, I, I probably won't be available. So, so give it to him now. What do you got? Philadelphia 24-21. All right. That's 45. That's under 49. I said it's – I knew it was under 50. I didn't know the exact uh, (laughs) – 
<laughs> but he's You're... giving you a bonus four and a half points. Oh, Eagles wow. and oh. the under from Dave. We hear from Arturis Karnishevis next. You're a gem is the score. <laughs> we talking bowls or we talking football? What are we talking? I'm going to have a you know, poker face. Well, you know how at the World Series of Poker, every year Phil Hellmuth shows up late and he just gets blinded and chipped down? Yeah. That's Arturis's poker face. Oh, man. He just doesn't play the hand. After playing so many and being so aggressive early. Yeah, it's been but- distressing. Uh, the last couple of deadlines in the offseason have led you to believe that they're okay with the chase for the six seed. And that's not a good place to be as a Bulls fan. No, so uh, they stood pat today. You and I don't, you know, we, we agree on a lot of things, but I feel like we do have some pretty healthy disagreement around this. We both wanted them to do uh, something. Yeah. I was much more of a sell. Um, I'd rather them stay in pat than add. Well, I'd rather them sell first. So we yeah. agree there. Right. We're both sell first. I wanted very much for them to sell Zach. I think they're going to have to do that at some point, and it could have been now. It, yeah, it, it, it may, maybe it could have. Cowley said they didn't get particularly close. I think his value will be higher at some point into the future than it is right now coming off the knee injury. And Cowley also thought that they're overvaluing Zach as they have other of their assets along the way. Right. So this, when we hear from Arturis here in Brooklyn – He's got a few things that he's got He's got to answer on some level. Like, what are you trying to do this year? Uh-huh. But this year's not a championship team. So is the preseason goal still attainable of winning a playoff series? What do you think you are next year? And I don't know what he like, – I, I would love to put a quote to what Casey Johnson reported – which was that they were optimistic that they could re-sign Vooch. That, that's, that's huge and needs to be a big part of this because, as you said a couple of times, if they're not going to re-sign Vooch, then today really makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. And even and I, even if I disagree with it because I just think that the pieces aren't complementary and you could lose an asset for nothing this offseason, you now can't lose the asset. And call it my the, the hill I die on, but like losing assets for nothing is just an unacceptable way to do business, especially in basketball. Because as you saw today, everyone's always willing to trade. And there's only a few teams that really feel like they can win. So, so many teams are willing to, like, rearrange the game. Like, oh, well, maybe Cam Reddish on this team will be able to click. And, yeah. and, it'll, and we'll be able to unlock him. And it took Lowry three teams to, to get unlocked. Like, everyone's willing to wheel and deal in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. the fact that there's two teams that didn't make a move, and it's Cleveland with a ready-made starting five that yeah. thinks that they can win the East – then made their big moves in the offseason for Donovan Mitchell. And now there's this Bulls thing. That's the thing. If you're not going to take a big swing, okay. Well, then, you know, shuffle around some of your pieces and try to take advantage of an asset that expires, like perhaps Kobe White, or get yourself a point guard um, if you don't think that Lonzo is going to come back. And maybe there'll be activity in the buyout market and such. It's just a, a troubling day for Bulls fans that Arturis will have a chance to try and put in perspective for us. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to do it. It's going to be – It's going to be. It, Sham Sharania apparently said something about that the Bulls uh, and Raptors – saw today as, and last night, because Kevin Durant got traded uh, overnight to Phoenix, as the East opening up because Durant left Brooklyn. Like, if he sells hope on winning the East this year, he should be admitted. Like, that, that you know what I mean? That, that, that would be basketball insanity. 
Um, but he's got to sell some sort of positivity for this year, make the playoffs and win a series. I think, I think, you, I think you can get away with saying our preseason goal of improving from last year is still our goal. Even though that's very unlikely to happen, I think you could probably get away with that without getting crushed more than he's already getting crushed for not making the move. But if he if he talks about the the Nets not having Durant, so now the East is winnable. I mean, that's that's certifiable. He hasn't talked since September. It's been a while. He will be on with Mully and Haw tomorrow at eight a.m. By the way, but I mean to not talk since September. There's a lot to answer to. I mean, he was. He's going to say some variety of we wanted to bring back continuity and we haven't been able to have it because of Lonzo. Right. And We and should play press conference bingo here. How, how many times do you think he says continuity? Oh, God. I guess that's more over under than bingo because he's going to say it at least once. Continuity bingo. Yeah, it's definitely not bingo. <laughs> it's definitely not bingo. You know, card for bingo, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Some overs uh, and unders, uh, I'm in. All right, o- over under on continuity. One of my favorite things to do. Continuity. Uh, let's, Two let's, and a half? Oh, I was going to go higher. I was going to go four and a half. All right, well, so. But we'll so split three it, and a half. Split it, split it at three and a half. Three and a half is the number. Tanny, Dr. NBA, you think it's going to be over mm. on continuity? Three and a half. Uh, over. Yeah. Okay. Shane, you're an addict. You're a hoops junkie. Mm. Yeah, Tanny, let's play Bulls, Texas Hold'em. How many O's <laughs> do you think we're going to get from. from... <laughs> all right. <laughs> I uh, little, my... A little Chicago Bulls old maid. How many Lonzo <laughs> Ball references? I draw. For okay, Kenny, let's I'm, play bulls go fish. Let's yeah, see who's yeah, gonna grab the yeah. spoon first. Uh-huh. When I play bulls uno, um, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. What, happen, my, what happens when you play bulls? I'm, uno? I didn't finish that, I didn't stick the landing. <laughs> Danny had already reverse. said draw four, it took yeah, me to uno, but I was too game. late. I know, yeah, you let's play bulls it. uno and see who hits the taboo buzzer first. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> let's play bulls connect four. It's not the point, pretty sneaky, Arturis. Pretty sneaky, it doesn't seem sneaky, actually. No. Shoots and ladders. All shoots. Uh, are we done? Okay, real quick. So five minutes ago, Swirsky texted Studs and said that he's on the bus on the way to the arena and AK is on the bus with him. <laughs> so, Great. They're a little delayed, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're right, a little, little delayed. Little, okay. A little, little delayed. All right, we'll take that into uh we'll take that into consideration. Yeah. And assume they're not gonna be very close if AK is there with Swirsk. Is he sitting next to Swirsk? Are they hanging out? Yeah, just yep, we're sitting next to each other. It's a great time. <laughs> ha- just have Swirsk give him the phone. Seriously. I mean, I guess we'd be stealing a guest from Mully and Haw. Oh, no. Like, that hasn't been done to me before, us before. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Got a little, little, little personal. personal. Sorry. A little personal. Hey, maybe we well, could put a... It's, it's, it's a personal thing. I'm sorry. Hey, Elliot, Elliot Shore Parks has only been on twice this week. I mean, we, we could put that guy on, you know? How many times has Brad Biggs been on this week? Oh, well, he's got a lot of stuff. Biggs' senior bowl stuff was, was, was excellent. I should have crushed Elliot Shore Parks. We should have put him on yesterday. Did they crush him today? I don't think they did. Isn't one fight with a Philadelphia sports radio person enough? No, because I would be looking for the fight with Shore Parks. I just, I, again, I just. Elliot Shore Parks is the same guy who said he could score a touchdown in the NFL. Oh, he God. could look into an MOB homer. He could score two points in an NBA game, but he could never score a goal in the NHL. Mm. He's okay. the same guy who said that. Well, that's a, Elliot Shore Parkins. <laughs> that's a bad. <laughs> that hurts. That cuts me deep. Also, he spells Elliot with one L. Yeah, what, what the hell Dude. are you doing? What's wrong Seriously, with your mom? For all He's the got L's enough L's this week. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Salt. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a little fun. Redeemed myself. All right. Bulls fans, welcome to how White Sox fans. It's just like the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, the Bulls just fans the point and of the White guns Sox at each fans. Other. Yeah. This, the league is so 
crazy. I was telling you before off the air, imagine you are Seth Marks, the Brooklyn GM, and five years ago you've got a team full of athletic wings, interesting pieces that you're thinking about, you know, maybe I can make a run with these guys. I can do some stuff. I got this guy and that guy and this guy and some interesting pieces. And then Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving come in and take over your team. They completely take over your team. Your job is to be a caddy for those guys. It blows up the way it did. Kyrie doesn't play that much over four years. You end up deciding you have to deal Durant as well today. Now you're back to what is a very interesting team, actually, with a huge pile of guards and wings and Spencer Dinwiddie is the commonality and just like all these different people. It's like all of a sudden you're a team builder who gets to build your team again. And maybe you'll allow it to be hijacked by the next star who wants to come to, you know, Clippers East, the non-Knicks New York team, you know, and and, and do it that way. Because that's the bargain that you make with the devil. That's the deal that you make every once in a while as an NBA team. And sometimes it burns out, and they did a pretty damn good job of rearming themselves for the next go-round with the stars. Well, that's why it's not bad to get into business with stars, because stars are valuable. They, they gave up assets to get stars. Yep. It didn't work. They got a lot then back. They, then they got rid of stars, and they got a lot back, and then they will use these guys to go get the next batch of stars. So yeah. like, that's why, and I know Levine isn't Durant. I mean, obviously, that is as obvious but a statement as you get. But again, why you couldn't lose him for nothing. Because like, he is still an asset. Mm. There aren't. I mean, think about it, man. He might be the most valuable asset on the Bulls. Even with that salary, he probably is. Right, so that that's why it was a no brainer. He he's probably just given age and talent. I agree. The single most valuable asset on the Bulls. It's it's him or Patrick Williams. I know, but now a lot of people are looking at it, including me and Joe Cowley and others, saying you got to trade him, got to find a way to deal him. And that's a weird it, thing about this league. It right, right. But we knew that a year ago or this mm-hmm. off season when we were debating whether or not to pay Zach Levine. It was a weird league then too. Yeah, it's not. This is not ideal, but this is the spot that they find themselves. Text Let's break now. AK's ready. I have the video paused, so we'll take it at the top of five. We are going to hear from Arturis Karnishevis at five o'clock. He is approaching the podium in a matter of minutes. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.